it's the voice of the one and only DJ Scream, letting you know that you are now in tune to the Casual Flex, where culture meets sports and casuals are welcome. Now here's your host, Philip Dukes. Yo, welcome to a very special, actually the first edition of the Casual Flex and Auburn Undercover together, uh, partnered with 24-7 Sports and Auburn Undercover in order to bring you a laid-back college football show, specifically thinking about Auburn. And today I have probably the, one of the hottest guys at Auburn right now, one of the hottest guys in college football where you talk about coaching, you talk about recruiting, and you just talk about somebody who's a real person, Mr. Zach Etheridge. What's going on, Zach? What's going on, man? Glad to be on, man. Get a, get a chance to get on here with yeah. the legend himself. Oh, you man, know what come- I mean? So, so, so I'm excited to get on the show. Hey, man, so, Zach, for anybody who – oh, before we get started, uh, this show is being brought to you by the Atlantic brand, Atlantic Clothing Company. See that nice College Park T-shirt right there? Go check them out on Instagram and Twitter, A-T-L-A-N-T-I-K. All right, Zach, for anybody who doesn't know you, who are you? Who is Zach Etheridge? Man, I'll tell you what, man. I, I'm I'm really just a a a, a country boy from Troy, Alabama. You know what I mean? Born and raised and – Went to Charles Hinton High School, man, and and that's what that's what the foundation was built. You know, what I mean, we're great family and friends, but man, to be honest with you, man, I'm just I'm just me. I don't know how to explain. It. I, I feel like you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm a man of God. You know, what I mean, I'm a man of of integrity and the things, but man, I'm just me. I mean, I'm I'm a guy that just love what I do. I get a chance to serve other people. No, absolutely, man, and um. So you mentioned integrity, and that brings me to when last year, when there you had an opportunity, like you've been having, like you're one of the hottest coaches, top 35 under 35 uh, on, on multiple lists. You had an opportunity to leave Auburn and you didn't, and it was a big deal. And some other guys may have, but you stayed down. What is What does Auburn mean to you? At that time, it was something bigger than myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I felt like I felt like Auburn needed me as much as I needed Auburn. I mean, a lot of people talk about it, but I truly believe that orange and blue. The time that I needed to be here, I felt like this was my call and my purpose. But I also know that those kids needed me as well. And I told them one thing it was that I would never lie to them and I'm going to stick by them. You know what I mean? And, right. and it's a different day and age to, to do that because you know how this world is, man. But Man, I felt like my purpose and, and what I want to do was for me to be at Auburn. I mean, a lot of people talk it, man. I really, I really believe in the work hard work. I really believe in the creed. It's behind me. It's at my house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm always thinking about it. So I get a chance to see it, man. But I'm just, man, I'm just built on that. You know what I mean? Be where your feet are. Continue to grow. And when challenges present itself, it ain't always to, to take the easy way out. Sometimes you just got to stand in there, hold your feet to the fire and just keep working to be a part of the chain. That's just who I am. And that's what I've been about my whole life. It just staying through and fighting through all the type of adversity stuff. And and a lot of times, if you just stay where you're at and you just keep working and put your head down, on the flip side, great things end up happening. So for somebody from Troy, Alabama, going to Auburn, University and having a chance to go uh, represent Alabama on that type of stage, uh, the state of Alabama. 
What did it mean when you got that letter or you got that phone call and you knew that you had a scholarship opportunity to go play football at Auburn? <laughs> Man, just peeking on that story, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because a lot of people don't know, man, that the journey wasn't easy to just get to Auburn. Um, mm -hmm. For me, man, this was like a dream come true. Like, this is the one I want. I can remember watching the old folk game, sitting on the couch, me and my dad watching Auburn. We, I mean, I was a growing up Auburn fan and watching that, them play Virginia Tech in the Sugar Bowl, right? right. Me and my dad said, he's like, what do you want to do? I was like, sure, I want to go play football at Auburn. He's like, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, that's what I want to do. And I never looked back. And then, obviously, I had a good high school career, solid. And I was getting recruited by a bunch of schools, Clemson, Alabama, Florida State. But the only offer that that was, that I was waiting on wasn't there. And I wanted that offer. So, you know, I had to go to camp. I mean, Coach Tubb, at the time, Coach Gibbs was a DB coach. Okay. Everybody wanted me to come to camp. Coach Hensminger recruited me. And, man, I, you know, I was like, okay, they, they don't want to offer me off the tape, so I'm going to go get it. Mm. So I ended up going to camp, man, and um, they had one of they, they top receivers, Coach Greg Knox, I can hear him now, I had his top receiver there, his five-star guard, his five-star guy, man. And every time he got that guy on the line of scrimmage, man, I was like, I want that guy. You know what right. I mean? So, um, man, I went out there every day, I mean, the whole day, and I was every time we had a one-on-one rep, I wanted him, and then that was the day I earned my scholarship. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I went out there and put the work in, um, going through the drills and doing the things that I need to do. But when I had an opportunity in front of me to show what I can do against who they, you know, they say at the top at the time was one of the top receivers in the country, I want to get. I want that challenge, and I went against that challenge every single day, and then and then back down from it at that camp. Right. Um, but. Alone that man, it was just, it was just, it was just exciting, man. I had to go work for it. I had to go earn it. So for me, it was something big. It was just something that I wanted. So in order for me to go get it, I had to go put the work in. And, right. and I didn't look back from it, man. I just, I just went up there, went to camp, and I just, shoot, just went to work on it. So in recruiting, there are going to be some guys that you might like that maybe the D coordinator doesn't like, or maybe the head coach doesn't like, and they're not sold on as soon as you say, hey, I want that guy. Okay, what do you tell guys who may have been in a similar situation to you where it's like, you know what, I got everybody in the world. And, you know, you go on the message boards and you go on Twitter. Everybody's a recruiting analyst. Offer this yeah. kid. Offer this kid. Why hasn't Auburn offered him? And they really don't see that. It may The position coach may want him, but another guy may not. You know, it, it, there has to be a certain synergy when it comes to giving out scholarship offers. Yeah. What do you it, Do you ever share that story with guys who you may like or somebody else may like? And they do need to come to camp in order to get that scholarship offer. Yeah, man. So sometimes, and, and just to to piggyback on like my recruiting situation, right? And at the time, Auburn was only taking one DB in that entire class. Oh wow! Right. So I was walking into a loaded room, regardless with uh, with guys, but it didn't matter. I just wanted that scholarship, and I knew that. If I had an opportunity, I was just going to go get it myself, right, and, and take it. But a lot of the times, man, people don't realize that, one, it comes down to what the need that you need to go into the next class, right, and what the type of style player that you may need that'll fit in what you're trying to do from a schematic standpoint, right? Right. And, man, I mean, I can roll through a million things that we look at, starting with the academic piece, 
right? That some guys might be like, man, hey, why Auburn ain't on this five-star player? Because we already probably done the homework at some point that we're going to get out to the wire. He might not qualify. So we can't go recruit him like somebody else may be able to wait later on to go get him or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. They still have to qualify. And there's a lot of those situations. But, man, I think, you know, it's built off relationships in the two-way street. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, the, the kid and the family got to be interested in Auburn just as well as we interested in that kid in order for them to come on campus because this place is unique and special. And it's for special people. So you just can't bring everybody into a program and just think it's going to fit. Like right. you got to, you got to know what you're getting at Auburn because it's, it's built different. Right. But you know what I mean? You want to make sure you find the right people that understand that it ain't entitlement, man. It's, it's that work hard work. Auburn ain't built on four or five star players. Do we have a chance to go get them? Absolutely. But what are those three stars Zach Etheridge is that, that just going to work right every single day and go out there and grind and they ain't worried about the entitlement piece, right? And just right. want to go, want to go put that that work hard work on the field and just show that they got that type of grit, right? Right. So, man, it's so many things that goes into those different things that we look for that that just has to be a right fit for everybody. But for that kid that's out there that that's that that don't have that offer yet, man, your process is different, right? Mm. I mean, your process is different from everybody else. Just because my homeboy got five-star, he got every school in the country, and I only got one or two, man, all you got to do is be at the right spot at the right time and go to camp and go earn what you need to do, and then things going to happen the way it's supposed to happen if right. it's meant to be. But still be grateful for what you do have for the teams that do recruit you and all those things. But, man, everybody's process is different. I mean, right. embrace it, enjoy it. But, again, even if they got 50 offers, they can only choose one school. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. Right. so you, we want it to be this school. We want it to be Auburn, but sometimes the chills don't fall our way. So we got to make sure we go get the right guys that, that want to be at Auburn. How do you feel like your recruitment would have been different if social media was as crazy as it is now with recruiting? Man, it's, it, it, it's, it's very different. I think it would have been a different. I think I would have had a, a – that time coming out, it would have been the same way with a lot of a lot of publicity and things that you can put out there, expose yourself. A lot of a lot of times these kids got so much that they can put themselves out there a right. lot. And 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 it's a good thing. And it can also be a bad thing at times if you put some stuff out there that people don't need to see. But right. I think my recruiting process would have been been through the roof. I I mean I went to a couple of camps, you know what I mean? But again, social media, the internet wasn't as high. I still got my VCS tape, right? When we had right. to go in there and record stuff to go send to a coach. Uh, Come on, man. Get, get DVD, <laughs> you know what I mean? I still got my highlight tape. So right. uh, and a lot of times, you know, guys, they probably ain't open that. But right. now we can just hop on the internet. We go, hey, let's go pull up this kid. We're going to pull up his 40 track time. We can do it all. Right. <laughs> But if the recruitment was back then was different, man, I think it is a good chance that I probably would have been a, a top-rated player in the country at that time. Right. So with that difference now, what's been the bridge to get you? Because you got such of a – you got a, a old soul, but you got a new swag. So you, you get what I'm saying? So you can relate to the parents, so you can relate to the to the youth. What's been that bridge for you to be able to have these relationships with these recruits 
to where you signed in the past two years. Like if you just go pound for pound, you've been one of the top recruiter and the recruiters in the country and you've been, uh, and people are giving you a praise for it. But so what's been your secret in order to kind of, you know, be cool enough to go, you know, talk, talk old school, talk, uh, talk Jodeci with the parents, but then come back and still talk young boy with the kids. Man. Um, can't give you all the sauce, man. Too many viewers. You know, you got all you got all the viewers out there, so I can't give them all the sauce, man. But in reality, dog, I think for me, man, um, I was gave this advice a long time ago, man. Was listen more than you speak. Mm. And man, the one thing that I do is I try to listen to the parents. I listen to the kids, not, and, and I just have a authentic piece of. How do we bridge? How do we bridge this relationship to it can be strong enough where it can be great for both sides? You okay. know what I mean? Because one thing about me and anybody that knows in the recruiting process, and any parent can tell you, is like what I say, and what I what I what I say is what I'm gonna do. I'm always authentic with it, right? And if right. It, if I made a mistake or something, I'm gonna own that mistake. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing that man, I I don't. I don't feel like a lot of people are going through it as genuine because everybody's just trying to get the hires number. They're trying to get the high recruiting class. But to me, it's about finding the right people that you understand that you are able to impact this person's life to try to get them where they're trying to go and then maintain that relationship. I mean, I'm still talking to guys when I first GA, when I was at Penn State, me and Adrian Amos, who played for the Green Bay Packers on FaceTime the other day in the office, Right. Just talking about his family's kid and Keon crossing at Western Carolina and all the way up to latest a Roger that I talked to two days ago. You know what right. I mean? So so but not only them, Marcus Jones, his parents, those 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 families that I was able to create relationship with, man, I just felt like I feel like it's just bigger than ball to me and it always have been. And that's how I'm able to relate because Hey, I'm from Troy, Alabama, country boy, man. Sometimes <laughs> you have to sit back there in the backyard and hear the old heads talk a little bit, right? Talk a little trash, play cards, hear the old school, old school uh, music, right? And then I'm also part of the generation ain't far removed where I'm able to to still relate to what they. I'm listening to the same music the guys listening to, right? You know, and I'm not far removed. I still want to travel. I still want to do things. Um, that they want to do. So I'm able to relate on all sides, but knowing that it's coming from a, a, a great place, man, I think that's been the, the niche to be able to help me succeed a little bit, but also having great people around me. Right. I mean, I think, I think um, for me, man, it, it's never been about the ego. It's never been about the credibility. I'm, I'm a, I always say, man, I real G's moving solid and I stay quiet. I stay humble. Right. Because, because it ain't all about me. It's about it's a lot of people that got their hands involved that that help along the way. You know what right. I mean? That that can get the credit and get the the notoriety the notoriety of uh, the things that's going on. But for me, man, it's just about staying humble and keep working. So we talked about you being genuine, and we talked about the team around you. Now, one of the things about you being genuine is there aren't a lot of guys who are at their alma mater doing what you're doing right now. And they know you've been through it. And have also won a natty at that place. So you've seen Auburn at the tip top. 
the highest mm-hmm. of the highs you've been there. And that, and I think uh, th- I think this gets lost uh, on a lot of people is that even the season, the, the national championship season, Cam was, of course, Cam Newton, right, wins the Heisman. Nick Fairley on the other side, but you were also a team captain and probably one of the most inspirational stories in college football recovering from a, a, a broken neck the year before. How do you use that experience to motivate you to be the best now, seeing that you overcame some of the, I mean, one of the biggest cases of adversity ever that we've seen on national TV to becoming a team captain to winning the Natty? Like, for all that you've done, how do you use those experiences in your your day-to-day activities as the uh, secondary coach? Man, um, one, one, my faith. You know what I mean, and and, and believing, and there's is is bigger than me in a lot of things, right? And first and foremost, I always give it to God, right? Right. And man, it's it's a lot of. Uh, I've been around a lot of great players. I've been around man, my teammates, dog. I mean, we still do life together. We still talk. We still talk about the memories that we we created and um doing all time at Auburn like you said we seen I was here with coaching changes I mean I've seen the lows I've seen the highs and like I said I always listen I always always watch things that goes around me but I also knew you know when to turn on when to turn it off I knew how to be there for my brother be there if I needed him but they knew I was gonna give him everything that I got and for me man um I don't I don't know I don't really know exactly how to put it in words in terms of the adversity piece and and being able to sustain and work man it's just I'm just humbled and blessed you know what I mean because right. like you said um it wasn't because that you know I had an injury and I was voted you know a team captain with uh, with my teammates man it really was about like they saw the sacrifices they saw the drive whenever I wasn't able to be something. Something was taking something that I love the most and and was a starter and knew they can count on me to know the playbook and get lined up and do the things. They knew how much I loved the game and and it was taken away from me just like that. Mm. Right? It was take like something that I truly love was taken away from me and I really didn't have any control of it. Right. And then a lot of times when things like that happen is people go in the press or people start, you know, excuse for right. me, man, it was, I was committed. I was committed to the things that I said I want to do. I wanted to make sure, like, I wanted to get my, I wanted to obviously get my degree, but I also wanted to win a championship in Auburn. But more importantly, Man, I wanted to build inspiration to my teammates on what it was every single day of, fellas, you get a chance to do something special, don't take it for granted. Mm. And and I, I don't take anything for granted. And, you know, we have up and down. I'm not perfect by any means, right? Right. But but for me, I don't, I don't take it for granted. The opportunity I have now, I tell my guys all the time, man, don't take it for granted because it, you can easily be – they can easily slide my name out that locker. They can slide my name out that door, replace it, and it's going to keep going. Right. So at the end of the day, man, you got to be where your feet are, and you just got to be able to pour into other people and and just and just serve, man. But stay humble while you're doing it. 
because it can easily, easily be taken away at any moment. And I felt that from, obviously I experienced that by being on that football field, but um, man, being able to watch my teammates, man, uh, one of the most memorable moments is just watching my teammates when I did get hurt in that Ole Miss game, right? Right. You go back and watch the game, man. You saw guys swarming. You saw guys picking. You saw guys hitting people, throwing up at number four. Right. Man, that right there hit home to me because if I if I didn't have some type of effect on that team, then it would have been that way. Right. You know, and and that was that was what my junior year, and then to come and then for a lot of those guys to be able to see that 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 my rehab the ups and downs, man, I want to be able to get over there with them. But seeing me in the training room three, four, five times a day, just trying to find a way to be a part of them again on a physical aspect. I was around them every day, you right. know, doing the things that we do, but I wasn't able to go out there and be physical with them. But they saw my drive. They saw that that I wanted to do something special, man. And, um, and shoot, I'm still doing life with them today, like I said. And that motivated me. That motivated me because I knew we was gonna have a special team. Right. Um, we knew we had one missing piece, and and man, for we had the the, the whole old line back, you know, to be able to have a Cam Newton on the world, be able to have a Nick Fairley of the world. Those guys were great leaders as well. It wasn't just me. I mean, Josh Bynes, Cody Burns. I mean, it was so much experience on that football team, um, to to get us to where we wanted to go. So. Man, it wasn't. It wasn't about. It wasn't about me. It was about me just really wanting to to build a part of a brotherhood and something special, and that was my driving force to to build part of that. So we're talking about something special in Auburn, and right now it looks like there's something special brewing again in Auburn. So tell me about what it was like when you found out that Hugh Freeze was going to be the head coach at Auburn. You find like how what kind of energy did Hugh Freeze bring to Auburn and how did and, and how did it impact uh recruiting and just Auburn as a whole? Man, you know, um being on this business side is is always different. I mean, we all hearing the same thing. We're hearing speculations, all these things that's going on. You know, you heard other coaches' name was candidate. They everybody's trying to get in, but nobody really knew anything. We didn't know anything, we didn't hear anything. But we did know um, the one thing that I did know, man, when I saw the the news break and and I heard Coach Freeze and talk about, you know, him and his wife, Jill, and his daughter go to camp. His daughter went to go to goes to school here and he always has this circle of a job that he wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. Man, when he got the job and he and I had a chance to hear him talk to the team meeting that team meeting when he came in, man, just the energy that he brought, you can just tell he was filled with joy to be able to be back at a place like Auburn. Right. And when, when he came into that meeting, man, it wasn't about, you know, I'm Hugh Freeze on the head coach at Auburn, man, this is y'all team and I'm, and we're a family now. Now we got to go do things to help get Auburn to back where it is because it's a top tier program. Right. And so, then when I mean when he started that thing off talking about family, man. I mean, that hit home with me because that, right. like you, you know, family is what it what is about. And 
and just to see his energy and, and we stand on that, I mean, and he care more about these players and making sure that we serve them, right? Always right. talking about, man, capture their hearts, capture their minds, man, pour into them because we don't we don't get a chance to do what we do without them. All right. So don't shortcut them. You know what I mean? And and then when we hit the recruiting trail and I was on the roll with him, hey, I looked at Coach Freeze like, shoot, I got to tighten myself up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm hearing the speech. I'm hearing talking. He and I mean, I mean, shoot, Coach, Coach Freeze in here, man. He talking. I'm watching. I'm like, okay. Right. All right, so you know when you sit in the old room and you watch, I'm like, hey, the head coach ain't go out recruit me. I'm, I'm competitive too. So, <laughs> but man, it would just it just came off authentic. It wasn't no, right. it wasn't no selling pitch. It wasn't that man. He like he moved the room because he was he was genuine. He was open to those families and the people they was talking to, man. And and at that point when I saw him, I was like, shoot. I hope Coach Freeze do keep me on staff. I want to be here. You know what I'm saying? So, so it just made it just made that process fast because all the things that I was talking about, Auburn's gonna be Auburn regardless. Right. If the right people come into the program, right? As far as players, if the right people come in, it can easily change. Right. Because we can drive it and then man, just to be able to hold that thing together. With, I mean, all the guys that was on staff, man. That right. kept us in it. You know what I mean? Cadillac, T. Reed, right? I mean, some guys from previous staff, man, they worked their tail off that we stayed in the fight. It wasn't just me, but be able to have a chance in the end is what you always wanted. Just give right. me a shot in the end and let's go close this thing off. And then when Coach Freeze got in and we saw those homes, man, it was just, okay, boom. Let's go close this thing together. How crazy was it when Ken Lee flipped from Ohio State? <laughs> Man, I, I Ken was probably one of the one of the toughest ones, other than you know uh, Keldrick Falk or whatnot that's in the backyard. But right, but Ken, man, that process that process really was um, one of the, one of the stories that I would probably have forever because man, when that thing started out, you know he was committed other places, right? Right. He had zero interest. <laughs> <laughs> he had zero interest. He had zero interest in Auburn University. Right. From the time I tried to make contact from day one, right. I never got the response I wanted for Ken Lee. It was just like, golly, man, right. I got a breakthrough. But I know he's a phenomenal football player, but I'm going to stay the course. Mm -hmm. And then, man, I just, you know, found found the family, been able to connect. Man, Coach Adams, you know, at, the, at his high school head coach, I went by as many chances that I had. I kept going to go see him practice as much as I could, and I was allowed to. Man, I was able to connect with Pops and little brother, and then, man, it, it was just a long process to even get him, man. I mean, I can remember he came to a game. <laughs> he came to a game and wanted to leave it and left at halftime. <laughs> right? I'm right. like, golly, man, what I got to do to get to this guy? But – Man, I just stayed the course, and every time we had a relationship, man, it just, it just, it, every time we talked, we just closed the gap. We closed the gap. We closed the gap, and and I just kept telling him what it was gonna be like if he was to choose to come to Auburn, man. And he came on this official visit. He saw it. He felt the vibe. He knew what I was saying. He knew that, hey, man, th this guy never stayed away from me. Right. This is what somebody who stayed in the game with me. And it's been like that with a lot of kids, but like for him, 
We had zero interest in Auburn. Right. So all the way through the finish line, man. And I tell you what, man, the the chase was as great as good as the capture. Right. Okay. Because me chasing him, <laughs> me chasing him was the work, man. But now that that capture is here, right. And he's already enrolled. And man, to see him come in and work in these workouts and been hearing the feedback on how he's been working. Right, man. I tell you what, man. It's gonna be exciting to see, man. He can be, a, he can be another great Carlos Rogers now coming from Georgia. Right, man. It, and it's crazy because you, from from what I know and uh, talking to you sometimes, like I know you got a profile, but when there's something exceptional about a kid, you don't care about a profile. It don't matter, like size, speed, weight, don't matter. If you could play, you could play, play, right? And uh, yes. he's one of those guys that broke the profile, so. Where and 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 where you are now, Auburn has all of this momentum. What are you looking for outside of size and speed? With Auburn having the momentum that it has right now, and you recruited now, you regardless of momentum, you did, you you've done your thing regardless. Like I mean, the last mm -hmm. nine, I mean, you signing guys, guys. Secondary is something a lot of people don't worry about. All right, and that, and that's not a knock on anybody. I'm just saying, stating facts. Correct. Correct. What? are you looking for in a recruit that's not going to show up on a stat sheet, that's not going to show up in there and they're measurables? Man, um, quite frankly, it's simple. Do he love the game of football? Mm. Because I can tell your passion and your love for the game of football by how you play on the field. Right. I can tell – the things that you in, right? Um, when you, I had that phone conversation with you, or you're a football junkie, right? right. I like to call a football junkie. Like, man, this right. guy, he loved like coach. How you gonna develop me? How you gonna help me, right? right. To get to where I'm trying to go, and not only just as a football player, but a lot of guys have a lot of tangibles that, man. When I look at tape, everybody, everybody got flaws, right? Everybody has some things that that you got to work on. But can I develop him? Right. Right. And what can I do to develop him as a coach? Can I help him? To, can I develop him? Because, like, my one of my best players, right? Right. Marcus Jones, who played for New England Patriots now, is probably 5'8", and he's probably one of the best DBs I ever coached. Right. 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 Um, so, so it ain't all about the size, man. Do, do, is they heart, is right. they heart and they love for the game? And do they want it more for themselves? Do I want it for them? Because mm. if I want if I want it more for you than yourself, we ain't we ain't gonna we ain't gonna see eye to eye because like <laughs> these guys they sometimes they think I'm bipolar because I flip a switch when I hit the grass. Right. And I hit the me room because man, we, we only got a small window to do this game. So do not take it for granted. Right. And I tell them I didn't take it for granted, so I'm not gonna allow you to teach yourself. So in order for pay for me, let's go, let's go get that work. Let's go. Right. We only get a certain day. NCAA already giving us a, a minimum hours <laughs> to develop you anyway. Right. So when we hit that grass, let's go get that work. And and then let's fix the issues, man. But let's keep going. Cause it anything, anything in life is hard. That I mean that 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 you gotta go get. So it's gonna be hard. So how do we how do we develop pros? But that the to go back on it, man, it's like I've never been the guy that that really cared about the measurables. Right. Right. Not right. Um, no, that's dope. I've never been that. I mean, Jerry Rice ain't run a, a four four or four three to be a 
the top receiver, right? Right. So you know what I, I mean? Nah, so, you're right. so so at the end of the day, like what are what are the intangibles that they have outside of, you know, just the just the size and the measurables right. that you look for? All right, so we got a minute left. We're gonna run. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a phrase and you give me a one word answer. All right, Jack Boys. Brotherhood. Hey, I love it. <laughs> hey, oh, okay, Zach. All right, here we go. Here we go. Auburn, twenty twenty three. Auburn football, twenty twenty three. Champs. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right, got one more. We're gonna go with LeBron James. Go. Hey. <laughs> yes, yes. So, hey, man, shout out, man, Zach, man, appreciate it, man. Like we, 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 we overdue, man. I got to get you back on for sure. Yeah, man, man, I enjoyed it, man. This is this is all the good one. I'm definitely coming back on, man. I ain't know what the layout was gonna be, but right. Hey, I enjoyed it, man. Always a pleasure to get on and talk with you, man. Because I'm always watching your work. I'm always watching your, your social media. <laughs> Yeah. Make sure we keep putting that thing out there. All right. Yeah, for sure. All right. Appreciate it, bro. All right, my dog. Appreciate All right. you. All right, bro.